0: Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th, and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you'll build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spot's limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 122 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Super excited to be joining you today because I have a special episode for you today. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm actually sharing a discussion that Juliet Robinson and I recently had over on the Grow Your Influence podcast. And the topic of this discussion is around KPIs or Key Performance Indicators. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, and for those that are new, welcome, it's wonderful to have you here, but our regular listeners will know that KPIs is something that I've certainly spoken about here on the podcast before. In fact, back in episode number 50, we looked at why KPIs were so important and how to craft KPIs that are actually valuable for your team, because that's really part of the magic. And yet, here's the thing, working with business owners, leaders, and managers, I find KPIs largely missing in action. I know that it's for a lot of reasons. One, because they are a little tricky to craft and create. We sometimes just don't really know how to do that or what the purpose is, or we just haven't had experience with that before. But that in itself, the absence of KPIs can really just cause people to get lost and not be clear about what they're trying to achieve at work. And so the reason I wanted to share this episode of Grow Your Influence with you is because Juliet and I had a really solid discussion around the importance of KPIs to setting your team up for success. So if you're not familiar with Grow Your Influence, Grow Your Influence is a podcast that I co-host with Juliet Robinson, who is a leadership expert. Her business is called Big Goals. And We host a fortnightly podcast where we talk all things leadership. And so our KPI episode was really a diversion into something a little more technical and a little more practical, which isn't always the way we approach that particular podcast. But I thought it was a discussion that listeners of the People Powered Business Podcast, you guys here, would actually really value and appreciate. So I wanted to bring you that episode. The reality is KPIs remain one of the most underutilized tools in a leader's toolbox. We just don't do very well at creating them, managing them, updating them when we need to. But when we get KPIs right, absolutely everything else becomes easier. We have clarity about what we want our team to achieve. They have clarity about what their targets are and what they're working towards, We can performance manage much more simply because there is that sense of clarity and everyone's working to the right direction. So we're much more likely to be productive and get things done. So KPIs remain a really important focus and I know that they're a little tricky and hopefully some of what we share in today's discussion is going to help with that and something that I really would love to see you as a listener turn your attention to. So let's dive in and share the discussion Juliette and I have on Grow Your Influence. It's actually episode number 18 of Grow Your Influence on KPIs and their importance of setting your team up for success.
1: Christy Lee, hello.
0: Hey, Juliette. How are you going?
1: I'm well, thank you. Good to see you. How
0: are you? Yeah, good to see you too. I am going great. And we are discussing today one of my favorite topics to talk about. Oh Yes, KPIs. Key performance I, indicators. I love
1: that it's one of your favourite topics. Most people just see it and sort of a white noise sets in. You know, there's this sort of <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. So let's get into it. Tell us um, a little bit about what we should be doing with KPIs because I think most people do avoid them. And Absolutely. Is, if they do tackle them, it's sort of like, a, okay, that'll do. You know, I'll just put a little bit in and that'll do.
0: Yep. So what should we be thinking about? Look, for me, KPIs, key performance indicators, some people call them key success criterias. There's a few acronyms get, that get flying around, but really they are ways that you measure someone's success in a position. That's how I see them. So you can have team-based KPIs and company-wide KPIs, but what we're really talking about today is individual position KPIs. And I think they are so valuable in actually giving us a very quick snapshot as to whether someone is successful in the role Mm -hmm. and they also, they inform the person in the role as well in in terms of how they're tracking. Um, If you've got the right KPIs in place, they know themselves how they're doing and when they need to correct course. But without KPIs, they're kind of left flying a little blind as to they might be doing all the tasks that you've delegated them, but are they effectively being successful in the role yeah Yeah. okay
1: so you
0: put them in a position description I do love to see them in position descriptions absolutely and I also use them in the performance review framework Um, I've been talking a lot lately about my love for quarterly performance reviews at the moment as opposed to the old school annual or even twice a year reviews I just think it's so much more relevant and you can be very direct about What did we achieve last quarter and what are our goals or objectives or KPIs for the quarter ahead? So, yes, definitely I love to see them in position descriptions and I love to see two types of KPIs actually. One is specifically relevant to the the tasks and the duties and the success of performing the role. But KPIs are equally important, I think, in terms of culture and values and behaviour because you could be brilliant at the job but if you're not doing the types of behaviour that we expect in our business, then there's going to be trouble and conflict and, and problems. But if you don't have any way to measure that in a KPI, it can be really challenging to put your finger on and actually manage.
1: I think that's a really interesting one, and I think this is the one people grapple with often and or just don't think to include. And yet so often the uh, difficult conversations we're having with people are not about, Perform performance as such, mm. it tends to be about behaviour. Absolutely.
0: Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, and they are trickier to write, the behavioural-based KPIs and cultural-based KPIs. They're not as simple, absolutely, yes. but th- they're important to at least work through and consider.
1: Totally, yes. I'm working with a team at the moment and we've been doing some difficult conversation practice and we keep coming back to, um, okay, they actually need to stop and... Um, decide on their values because they've never actually got to that you know they've just yeah. gone like topsy and yep done the job and by deciding defining their values they can agree on the behaviors that are acceptable and not acceptable mm-hmm. and start
0: putting them into the yeah and doing some work on that and really quantifying you know as the leader you get to set the values but what does that actually mean how does that translate day to day that's that's the core of it it totally is Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, tell me about KPIs. What what do you think they need
0: to have in order to be
1: useful and effective?
0: The number one thing they need to have is to be measurable. Need to have some way to measure them. So, when you're talking performance-based KPIs, you can use the um the SMART goal-setting acronym as a framework to help you to craft them in a way that's measurable, because. If you use that framework, you're going to be specific, which is very important. What is it that we're trying to achieve here? So like we use an example, you might be looking at this person improving customer retention. Okay, so that's not very specific. Improve customer retention by 10%. We're a whole lot more specific. That becomes measurable because by 10%, there's a measurement compared to last quarter, whatever. Action, so you might have a particular action you're wanting them to take. Um, you know, through making weekly follow-up calls or something like that, something a specific action that's going to help them to know that they're ticking that box, yeah. it obviously has to be relevant and realistic and then time-bound. Yeah. So improve customer retention by 10% over the next quarter through weekly follow-up calls. Yes. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Clear. But yeah. when we don't have that framework, that KPI might otherwise look like improve customer retention. Yes.
1: Yeah absolutely mm. it's
0: so interesting isn't it
1: because I think and when we're starting out with these things I was working with a client years ago and she asked me to come in to help with really some, with some goal setting and KPIs and things. Mm. And all of the goals said things like significantly increase <laughs> or improve <laughs> and so yeah I went through it and I was going okay so by how much and yes. What's it going to look like what does improvement mean in it And in the end what she said is I don't want to put numbers on it because then we'll be measured. We'll be able they'll be able to measure performance.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. That's the plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it was really interesting. We didn't end up working together because she was so resistant to actually putting specific measures against things. And when you don't put specific measures, it's impossible really, isn't it, to come back to them and use them in any meaningful way at all. Yeah. Yeah. what does improve mean? What does, you know, what are these words which sound lovely? Yes. But become meaningless.
0: I know. I've been working with a legal firm recently on their KPIs and they're a a legal firm that is funded to provide really specific support in a niche area so they're not doing billable hours like most legal firms so for them KPIs have been really hard work to get their head around because unlike most professional practices where you're expected to bill 85% of your time and have six minute timing like all these measurable things they don't have any of that and so it's been a really hard journey for them to sort of get their head around how to not have that kind of practice but still have something measurable for their staff.
1: Measure performance, yes. That is tricky. Mm. Yeah. Tell me, in your experience, when you're talking about KPIs, behavioural KPIs, Mm. what sort of things do you see?
0: Yeah, we see this play out in a couple of different ways and this really comes back to what you mentioned earlier and that's getting clear about what behaviours we want to accept and encourage and what behaviours we don't want to tolerate. And when you're clear about that, it becomes a whole lot easier to write these KPIs. But I guess some examples you might want to use there are around, let's say you have a value that you want to add, you know, add value to every customer you interact with. And you've spoken about behaviours being that you're going to proactively refer articles of interest to um, customers that would help them in their business, hypothetically. Maybe you're an accounting firm or something. Mm -hmm. So your KPI in that case would be to value add to each customer at least once per month by sharing relevant industry articles or podcasts or whatever it looks like for you. Or another example might be, let's say you support the disability sector and part of that means connecting with other suppliers so that you can provide the best advice to your customers. And so your KPI might be to attend at least one industry-run networking event a month to understand what the current trends are and the best um, Mm. products in the market are so that you can provide the best advice. So the measurable part is attending that one event a month or sending each client that one article a month. But it's tied into the value that is providing the best support to your disability clients or adding value to your business clients. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I think these setting those sorts of KPIs really require
0: conversations, don't they? Absolutely, yes. Because what does that look like? You know, it's very easy to say, "Let's add value to our clients." That's important to us. Yeah. What does that actually look like? What do, What does adding value to your clients look like? Because it'll be very different for every business.
1: Yes, and I think that's the sort of thing that when you actually talk with the team about it, mm. they'll have some real ideas
0: about how they can add value. Oh, so totally. Yeah, this is a conversation to be having with all of your team. And I remember when I had my consultancy practice, we used to do this as part of our team planning every year that we would sit down and and we had some core values that were always there. And then each year we'd have some focus values that we sort of threw in the mix. And we would workshop it and say, well, what does that that mean? And and it would mean sometimes different things for each role in the business. What it meant for some consultants is very different to others. But we made agreements in that meeting about, okay, that's how I'm going to show up. That's how you're going to show up. In that way and they, they didn't take ownership over it as well because it's been their idea yes exactly yes i think
1: that's a really interesting one mm. and you know when i work with teams on behaviors you know we talk about behaviors that are above and below the line yeah you know i think it really helps them hold one another accountable when they're delivering on those doesn't it even before you get to the kpis
0: definitely and i think when you've got common language like that in a business. It also helps to embed in that tribe mentality and everyone wants to feel like they belong. And when you can use that language, whatever it is for your business, I've got a client that definitely uses above and below the line and their team will say you're being below the line to their colleagues and to the owners if they need to because they've created that environment. Yeah.
1: And I think that's incredibly powerful. Mm. Of course. it It really helps people at every level feel like they have the power and the
0: authority to sort of say, actually, this is what we agreed, you know, it's not doing what we agreed. Yes. And it actually beds in a much stronger culture when you can do that because things don't get slippery. People start to really own the behaviours that you've discussed Mm -hmm. and that's what creates a strong culture. Yes, absolutely. Mm.
1: Fantastic. So if you were going to say sort of three or four things to think about when you're developing strong measurable KPIs
0: what would they be? I'd say you need to think about what success looks like for the role and get really clear on that yourself before you even start to craft them um, and that might require some thinking on your part but I think it's really important yeah. how you how can you measure that success and how can you engage your team in coming on board with these KPIs? Mm. Yeah yeah I think they're great points mm.
1: and I think This is the thing. I think we often think as leaders we have to do it all. Hmm. But engaging the
0: team is such a critical part of this, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you might get your team involved. If you're using KPIs in the performance review structure, you're having a discussion right then and there. And and one of the things I recommend in that structure is you have the team member come to the meeting with three goals or objectives or KPIs that they want to work on in the next quarter. Yeah, and then exactly. you and discuss them, and you you put them in place. So they're they're coming to that meeting with with that intel, and you're layering what you need in the role on top of that. It's going to work pretty well,
1: I think so. And I think I think if we can think in that way, rather than thinking, I've oh, got I've got to lock myself away and work out everybody's KPIs, and then go and, yes. and sort of dump them on them, instead, mm. you know, and then I've got to enforce them. Yeah, you know, and it all becomes this really heavy, hard work thing. And it's why it doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so it's just easier if we just kind of we'll, we'll skip that this quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
0: and the next quarter and the next quarter. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah, And we'll just we'll talk broadly about what we need to achieve.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you can start small. Start by just getting three KPIs in place for each role and working on it with the individual employees. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't need 10 KPIs. You can start with a few. That's t- and for some roles, that's all you ever need. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you. I it's a good chat, the KPI one, isn't it?
1: It is, absolutely. And and this uh, it really is one of those ones that I think we do avoid. But if we can get in there and get it right, mm. I think it just helps us so much to drive the value we want. Yeah. You know, and it also just empowers our people because they can say, look, I've achieved this and actually I want to strive for a bit more. Yeah. You know, I want to push that envelope out a bit and challenge myself. So and it
0: gives them clarity about what we're expecting from them, which yes. they actually really want. Of course, yeah. Everybody mm. wants that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you've got, um, <laughs> listeners, if you've got questions about KPIs or ideas from yourself about KPIs, jump over to our Facebook page. There'll be a link in the show notes and let us know how yeah. you feel about KPIs because it is a hot topic. It's a very hot topic, yes, and, and whether you've had success with them. Mm, absolutely other tips. Yes, perfect. Thanks, Christy Lee. Lovely to talk. Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Juliet. Sometimes when you've got two people from quite different perspectives, Juliet is, as you would have noticed in the podcast, from a leadership development background where I come at things from a technical HR perspective, you get different sort of uh, approaches and ideas and um, just different lenses that we look at things through, which can sometimes just open up a new way of thinking about things. So I really hope you enjoyed that discussion. As I mentioned, KPIs do remain one of the most underutilized tools in a leader's toolbox. And I hope that you've seen through today's discussion that getting KPIs right can actually really help to take a lot of that heavy lifting off you as a leader or a manager or a business owner when it comes to managing your people and having clarity around setting expectations, setting boundaries, creating KPIs that really are aligned with your bigger vision and direction of your business. And it just gives your team the clarity that they actually want. To get things done. So, I hope you really enjoyed that discussion. If you did, go ahead and subscribe to the Grow Your Influence podcast wherever you are listening to this podcast. You'll find it on all the major podcast platforms. Just search. Grow Your Influence. Uh, You'll see photos of Juliet and I there. And go ahead and subscribe if you enjoyed that discussion. We'd love to be chatting to you also on the Grow Your Influence podcast. All right, that is it for me for today on episode number 122 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I will be back again next week with a brand new episode and I can't wait to speak to you then. Have a fabulous week.